Are you ready for a travel adventure? How about an exciting trip to Venice or an exhilarating experience in Bangkok? Maybe you were more about a culinary adventure in Barcelona or just a relaxing day cruising the canals of Amsterdam. Join the Professor Travel as he invites you on an epic excursion, one that has you traveling the globe with him. Come and experience a world of culture, a world of history and architecture, a world of food and experiences to broaden your mind and save you time and money as you travel. Learn more, discuss more, travel more, and enjoy life more. And now your host, The Professor Travel. Greetings students and welcome to The Professor Travel. I am The Professor Travel welcoming you yet again. Uh, this is a location where as a community we learn together, we discuss different travel locations, we try to travel to different destinations, and we enjoy our travels together. You can always reach me on my website, which is theprofessortravel.com. You could also find me through uh, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at theprofessortravel. Follow me on Twitter at theprofessortr1, and then of course find me on Blogspot at theprofessortravel. Today we have a very special visiting professor. Um, Justin Brandt is with us. Please say hello to everybody, Justin. What's going on? Hey, thank you so much for joining us today. So for the students who are watching today, can you tell us a little bit about your credentials, maybe a little bit about your education and some places that you've traveled? Okay, so um, my name is Justin Brandt. I'm a marketing manager for the British Medical Journal. I got my bachelor's from Seton Hall University, my master's from University of Phoenix. I just came back from London about a few days ago. And I'm right now planning on my trips to Aruba and Bali. Wow, that sounds like a lot of fun. Must Oh, m lots of fun. Um, <laughs> even on business trips, I try to have as much fun as possible. So uh, today we're going to talk about your trip to London. Um, so tell me a little bit about um, why you decided to go to London. And let's talk about how much planning was required for that. Awesome. So as I just said, I just came out from London. I actually did not know I was going to go to London until maybe about three weeks ago. That's very short timing. What happened was I was in the middle of a job hunt and British Medical Journal, as I said, who I work for, reached out with an offer letter. But in the interview process, the hiring manager's manager alerted me that whoever had this position was going to be attending the management team to London. Oh. I received the offer letter September 17th, okay. and I flew out October 5th. <laughs> wow, that's very, very rapid. Very short notice, very rapid, and I was going to be there for a week. It was okay. my first time being in London since I was a teenager, so I was very intrigued and ready to experience London as an adult. What were, some, what were some things that you were interested in seeing going out there that you had maybe heard about that would have changed from when you were a kid? Once I was a kid, I traveled there with my mom and my sister, mm -hmm. seeing the sights, but we were on our way to Scotland. Okay. Where my mom's husband at the time lived. So I, didn't, I got a day in London, but I didn't get a full froth of what London had to offer. Even then I saw the sites, but didn't get really to experience London culture. Fast forward. I'm now a man of art, fashion, music, uh, quality taste. Mm -hmm. I landed Saturday night and alerted my friend who 
uh, as, as a Londoner and asked her to take me all around London to experience London for what it is. We, I arrived Saturday night. I didn't have to be to work until Monday mid-morning. So I had some time Sunday to really investigate London. And my friend Jennifer took me all around from Oxford Circus to Piccadilly Circus to Parliament and all the normal sites. Hold on just one second, because I want to I want us to talk. I definitely want us to chat about all the different itinerary you did, but I definitely want to catch her some of the pre stuff that we did ahead of time. OK, OK. So um, in preparing for this, because, again, you didn't have a lot of notice being able to go to London. Did you have to get um, your passport updated? Did you have to get any visas for the trip? Anything like that at all? None of that, because I normally travel out the country for pleasure to begin with. Okay. Everything was already ready. I already knew I had a chance to get this position. So I had capital set to set aside for the trip because I knew I was going to pay for it out of pocket and then I'd be reimbursed because it's a career changing move. But I was already prepared. I'm internationally minded and grounded. I live outside Newark airport. My mom works for United as well as my sister. My mom has been with United. Well, it used to be continental since 87. My sister's been a flight attendant since 2012. Wow. You must get a, you must get around that a lot to different countries. I've been to, let's, I'm probably working on my, I'm in the teens country-wise. My first country I visited was England and Scotland, but I've also got to visit Australia. So I've seen a good, a good piece of the planet, even though that was when I was younger. Now I've been traveling more international ever than ever before. My mind is already set to be, to travel international. I, I wonder if that actually brings up a, an interesting question because when I was younger, I didn't have the funds to be able to travel. Now that I'm a little bit older, I do tend to travel a lot more. And I'm wondering if, as we mature, if there's that uh, just the opportunities are better. I know we don't have as much time because we're constantly working when we're older. So, I mean, it, it brings up some good questions. I don't know if I've ever really delved into it but it's it's a it's an interesting thought process to kind of go into because of those things that are involved in that i mean what are you what are your thoughts with a parent who works for united mm-hmm. and a mom who is very worldly i would love to describe my mom as being a very worldly person my stepfather is french mm-hmm. uh, my mom gets a lot of her items shipped from around the world she has more friends around the world than most celebrities do. <laughs> it it was ingrained in me to be worldly. My mom was very lower Manhattan, which coming from the 70s and 80s were not your normal Americans. So I was brought up in the international nature. Didn't have the funds like most people that grew up in inner city. But my mom still worked for United and had that mindset. She has an apartment on the French side of St. Martin still, where she spends from her birthday, November 14th, to January 1st every year. Because she's been in United so long, she goes there for her, that's like her vacation and getaway. 
and I've been there a couple times. Understanding the international uh, feel has been great, ingratiated in me. And as I grew to be my own man, I always understood there's more to the world than just the New York City area, which I was so graciously lucky enough to grow up in. To understand the world and living in and around New York City helped me out a lot. But to your point, it helps. It helps to grow up in that, but it's a mindset. It's a mindset to accept people's culture for what they for what it is because it helps you become a better person that makes sense and i appreciate you sharing that with me because i gotta think again maybe this is just my general philosophy um being an instructor and seeing different levels of cultural diversity seeing people interact with multicultures i often see my students mature even in the course that they take to have different mindsets, be more open as they go through the process. So for me, it's really an interesting process. So yeah, I I appreciate you sharing that with me. So let's talk about this trip. Now going to London, let's talk about the pre-packing process. Like, did you know what the weather was going to be like? Did you have to plan for business the entire time? Did you have a little bit of fun some of the time? What what were you pre-packing for? Well, lucky enough for me, I have a, I said my friend Jennifer was already there. She gave me an alert to what the weather was going to be like. Also, with technology, I already could check the weather and, and get a feel for what the weather would be like. Again, I thank my friend Jennifer. She pretty much told me how the weather was going to be. So I packed towards that. Also keeping in mind, there were fun things to do within our work conference, but I also knew I was coming for work. So I had to plan for that. Also, it's London. It's raining most of the time. Mm -hmm. I I prepared for that as well. In doing so, I understood what I was prepared for. Also, it's a work trip. All my fees are paid for, so I'm going to (laughs) overpack. That's true. And in the fashion, I'm going to overpack. Yeah. But you want to make a good impression, right? Not that I want to make a good impression. I want to make my impression. Oh, wow. Good point. Really good. Well stated. Can I, can I borrow that sometime? But, but Scott, you've taught me a lot of things in life. I'm pretty sure giving that back to you is a penny, a drop in the bucket. Oh, stop. You're great. So um, you were out, uh, you, were you leaving out of uh, EWR, Newark? Yes, sir. Okay. Now, when you left out of there, did you have someone drop you off? Did you take the train to get there? Did you use Uber? How did you get there originally? Uber. You Ubered it. Okay. So for those of my colleagues and my students who are in uh, New Jersey, that might be the best way to do it if that's if it's more convenient for you. But again, it might vary and depend on how it, long you stay. There's a lot of variants that go into that. Yeah. One, my flight left early in the morning. Mm. Had that flight left later. I definitely would have had options for friends to give me a ride. Plus, I live two miles outside Newark Airport. There are flights that fly over my head on a daily basis. So I understand you know, how to get to Newark Airport. Plus, again, my mother works for United at Newark Airport. I grew up 
at Terminal C. So I understand airport culture. I love <laughs> I've flown through it many a time. <laughs> right. And you've probably crossed paths with my mom and didn't even know it. Possibly. I, well, I'm pro- more probably than possibly because I am a mileage plus, United Mileage Plus uh, client. Uh, and I really enjoy United a lot. Not that I'm endorsing any one airline over another. I just say that. That's the preferred carrier I tend to go with. So my preferred carrier is United. Yet I have still flown JetBlue, American mm-hmm. Airlines, whatever uh, Air Portugal. When I went to Spain, mm-hmm. it all depends on the destination and the pricing. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Um, now, I'm assuming on this flight, and again, correct me, please. I'm assuming you took with this flight. It went through United internationally. Is that right. okay? Did you now when you're getting either discounted rates through your through your family or um, did or did you do this on your own without your without? So I'll, cl- I'll I'll clarify this for you. I rarely ever use my mom or my sister for okay. family rates because I don't want to inconvenience them, and two, I don't like standby. I worked really hard in life to not fly standby. Quick story, when I was 13, I used to fly with my grandmother to visit her brother and sister in Beaumont, which is outside of Houston. This was like a, it was a birthday trip. My birthday is April 19th. 1995, I flew to Houston with, with my grandmother and my sister. For all historians out there, April 19th, 1995 is a day that actually lives in infamy with the city of Oklahoma City. Oh, the bombing. That's right. When that happened, oh, and a quick quirk, April 19th is a day of destiny because 93 was Waco. Um, And again, I was in Houston, outside of Houston. What are you trying to say, man? (laughs) Look. (laughs) that was a horrendous time trying to get home because there was a federal investigation going on and we're trying to get home as was other people and we were bumped an entire day Uh, i would never forget that feeling we had to fly to philly and then fly to north to get home the next day that stuck with me for a very long time and I promised myself, as long as I can afford the flight and it's not short notice enough, I will pay for my own flight. And my mom, if I'm flying United, has always put her hands in my flight, whether it's bumping me up to first class, uh, understanding that who the pilots are are friends of hers to take care of me, or even knowing the uh, knowing who the airline attendants are to also make sure I was comfortable or if there was an upgrade, push me up. That's so nice. That's, that's the joy of having your mother work for United and especially work for United customer service and Newark airport. She can put her hands into a lot of different things. That's really nice. I'm, I'm glad you've had those opportunities. So that being said, did you fly coach or were you bumped up on this type of flight? I flew, I flew coach because oh. I knew because it, plus uh, in with with United, mm-hmm. there is economy plus, which 
my biggest quirk is leg room. I'm six two. You're a little tall. <laughs> I need I need leg room. A little older. I need I need leg room. Did you say you're older? I'm older, so my body aches a little bit more. Oh my gosh! If I get an aisle seat, classic. I'm good. If I get the whole aisle, even better. <laughs> But just just hold on, I want to interrupt you for just one second. Just so just so the viewers know, I've known you 2000 and December 2008. December 2008. So I mean, it's been over 10 years now since I've known him. So he was just a kid when I knew him and now, you know, you're a mature gentleman, international traveler and so I I am extremely proud of all the accomplishments Justin has had. So it just it it brings me joy just to be able to talk with you and talk about some of those things, but again, for you to call yourself a little older now is making me feel not so happy. <laughs> I, for one, I appreciate the compliment. Two, <laughs> it's a maturing process. You all, you knew me for over 10 years. You also knew me first when I was about 30 pounds lighter and I was more agile, athletic, and <laughs> I was bouncier. Now I'm a little bit achier. I have to see a masseuse. It's not the same anymore in my body, but it's the price of age. I'm not complaining about my life one bit. But you give up, when you give up, you get in wisdom too. So hopefully the experiences that you've had are providing you with an ample amount of wealth as far as my wisdom isn't showing, i.e., I'm not graying or I'm not graying or receding. So let's keep that going. Good on you, man. All right. So you get on the flight, you're on your way to London. Um, now, how, how was the flight? I mean, did, was, the, was the food okay? I mean, what type, how long was it? On the flight. Mm-hmm. Flight was perfect. Okay. A host of a hundred movies, leg room, food choices. I will fly United till I'm no longer on earth. Very good. I'm kind of the same way too. I've, I've flown a lot of different carriers. Um, I'll, I'll mix up some stuff, but I, I, I would say probably about, and I do fly a lot. I would say probably about 30% of the time I'm flying United and then everybody else is like maybe one or 2% across the board, just depending upon whether my organization's paying for it, whether I'm paying for it, um, if I'm getting special deals or stuff like that. Sometimes I'll find promotional stuff that's really kind of crazy, like really insanely crazy. And it, it's just, when, when that kind of stuff happens, it's like strike, it's like having lightning hit you. So you just... Well, being East Coast based, mm-hmm. I the number two and number three choices are JetBlue and Delta. Reason being, JetBlue is based as a huge base in New York. Also, due to pricing, and also along with group trips, a lot of friends of mine would rather fly out of JFK due to the pricing. Due to the majority of people, also JFK. I mean, JetBlue is it has a, has a humongous New York base, and with friends of mine in New York, I can get a ride to JFK or LaGuardia easily. And also, family, I can always hide my car somewhere and get a cheaper flight out of New York. Sometimes, all depend on the destination. Do you ever take the air train? I have from so with uh, my last position at Taylor and Francis, I was on a trip to Miami that flew out of JFK. Just so happened, 
it was cheaper to leave out of JFK and land in Newark. Okay. My office was at Grand Central. I worked remotely on Fridays. It was cheap to leave on a Thursday and come back on a Monday. I brought my bags to work, left, took the tr- took, took the subway to JFK, flew out of JFK, came back to Newark. That's the beauty of living in the in the tri-state area is that you have access to those train systems that on the West Coast we don't have access to, very reliable ones at least. That's also the beauty of the tri-state area is the fact that you have three airports and a mass transit system. Yeah. So it took advantage. Awesome. So when you arrived, did you land directly in London or did you land somewhere else? Like, did you go through Heathrow? Went through Heathrow. Okay. So you didn't have any like pre-vacation or pre-location destinations that you went to. You went directly from Newark, you landed in uh, Heathrow. And then I assume, based on the story that you were telling us earlier, your friend ended up picking you up and you ended up going and doing some stuff together. Is that correct? Or correct. I, I, I was tempted by flying through Reykjavik. Oh, yeah, Iceland. I was tempted, but because of twerk, I wanted to make sure I got directly there. That makes and sense. All, and because I arrived Saturday night, I took an Uber to, the, to my hotel. And then the next morning, we met on the tube. Okay, cool. Have you actually ever been to Iceland yet? Not yet. It's on my list. I will, <laughs> I will be in the Blue Lagoon. Promise you. I, I'm actually. I have. I have a. Uh, I have a podcast recorded that I'm going to be releasing in a couple of weeks from a colleague of mine that just did a entire tour of Iceland. So stay tuned, students, on that one. Um, so now's kind of your time, Justin. Um, let's talk about the itinerary that you had as you went through the week. Um, like where did you stay and just maybe a couple of different things that you did over the course of the week. Okay. So I'll, I'll get the the vegetables out first. So Monday to Thursday was all work, all work. Um, so like I guess I work for the British medical journal, which is headed by the British medical association. And I stayed at the British and our offices at the British medical association. Uh, it's near, Russell Square and Bloomsbury. If you ever watch Zero Dark Thirty, the part where the London bombing happened was in front of the British Medical Association. Serendipitous, when that happened, it actually happened in front of the British Medical Association. There was a doctor's meeting happening at that time. The vic- a lot of the victims of that bombing may have not survived had not there been a doctor's meeting going on inside the BMA house. Wow. When it happened, the doctors rushed out and assisted the victims. It's a plaque that's actually on the BMA house that talks about that in 2005. I have, I have a similar story. And this is not to say that terrorism happens all the time. But in 2016, I went to London myself on a, I was actually doing a couple of different cities in Europe. I'm sorry, uh, 2017. I apologize. It wasn't 2016. It was 2017. And while we were there, there was a bombing in the tube. Turns out it was not a terrorist, but it, well, it was not a international terrorist. It was a kid who let off a pipe bomb inside the, inside the tube area. And I'm like, you know what? I'm glad they found him. I, I, we took a taxi 
to get to where we needed to get to. And we asked the guy, Hey, did you hear about the bombing? And he's like, yeah, I heard about it. All, the only thing that's really big is we're just going to have more traffic above ground than underground. I guess they're used to that kind of stuff over there that it happens from time to time, but it's not anything that tourist travel or tourism. It's very remote. And again, London for the most part is one of the safest cities in the world. I will, I would, I will piggyback off of that and, and set, tell you as a heterosexual black single male, I was felt the most comfortable in all my trips to the point where I don't like going to the same place twice. I will go to London again because I felt so at home. Now there are some gripes I have with London, but if I was told by my company that I had to do a one month project and live in London, I would gladly do it. Can I ask you, what were some of the gripes that, I mean, I'm sure my students would like to know what are some of the issues Apart from food, because I know that <laughs> food is subjective. <laughs> I like the food in London, <laughs> but I know a lot of people do not. So I guess there is the difference there. But I mean, like, what are some of the other gripes that you had while you were over there? Food is definitely number one on the list because I was not prepared. But being a, a man of West Indian culture, rum kitchen, for all those that are that have a West Indian taste, rum's kitchen in Oxford Circus on, I want to say, Canopy Street. It's It looks like one of those New Orleans-type get-ups with the different floors. Uh, definitely one to visit. Nice. Another gripe, it has weather similar to Seattle, which is not a bad thing because it doesn't get any colder than 50. So I'm okay with that. And because of that weather, the fashion there is amazing. You can layer and be stylish. They can't drive. London has the worst driving traffic I've ever seen. I've never seen road, especially coming from America where we're used to bigger vehicles. London cars are small. The roads are small. And I wasn't used to seeing cars being that close with smaller lines now this is in inner london i didn't really get to go outside of london to see how the traffic was but imagine passing cars on a one-way street it's the best way i can i can literally put it and i was nervous for my life because of these passing cars the driver is on the outside as opposed to the inside in america and if anything was to happen, I can see why the driver would survive. I will say this, my friend. I've lived in New I've lived in New Jersey, as you know. Um, I have lived in near DC, and the traffic there is pretty bad. I live in I live just outside Los Angeles now. But the worst traffic I have ever seen in my life, ever, anywhere, is in Bangkok, Thailand. It's basically imagine the roads, they Imagine empty roads, okay? And on those empty roads, now let's put buses, all right? So we're filling the whole thing up with buses. And then between those buses, we're going to put cars to fill up more space. But wait, we're not done yet. So now we're going to put mopeds between the cars and the buses. And those mopeds will sometimes have like six or six people on a moped. And then 
between those and around those, we have another type of vehicle called a tuk-tuk, which is kind of like a, a motorized like golf cart or something like that. And so everybody's swerving around, moving on and out. It's, it's, it is the most insane I have ever seen. I was frightened for my life over there. I'll give you a comparison. I am outside of Puerto Plata, Dominican Republic, <laughs> and their dirt roads are about the same size as a as in a British road, but in, in London there's an entire building. In DR, there's a, a valley, and people have died because they pushed over to the right and gone downhill. <laughs> Insane. Understood. Oh man. So besides the circuses, oh, and by the way, when we, when we speak about the circuses in London, we're talking about shopping districts. So um, just so just so you as the viewers- Oxford, know. Piccadilly. Yeah, exactly. So uh, apart from those, talk to me about some of the other locations in London that you had an opportunity to visit. Kensington, uh, East and West. I visited the, what I call the Peter Pan Park. Um, the two, similar to a New York transit system, the only thing is you need your ticket to exit. The trains are much smaller. I'm used to an MTA path, uh, Port Authority, Trans Hudson, between Jersey and New York. The trains are much bigger. Trains are smaller. And the doors are a little different. There's doors at the end and the middle as opposed to just the middle. Uh, and that's about... oh. I visit the London Eye, Big Ben's under construction. Yeah, it's going to be under construction, I think, for a couple of years. And what most people don't understand is that it's actually having problems with sinking because <laughs> it's right on the River Thames. It's like right. Venice. It's 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 the, the foundation is waterlogged, so it's starting to sink. And they're having to prop it up and make sure that there's no issues with that. Same with <laughs> Parliament, too. Correct. Uh, London Tower, which seems to be a very liked picture of mine on Instagram along with the London Eye. It's fantastic. You, you have a great eye for photography, by the way. <laughs> if I tell everybody, iPhone 11 Max, please go get it. <laughs> awesome. And now, when you were going over there, did you have any pre-planned excursions at all? Or did you just kind of like, hey, I got to work. I, I don't know when I'm going to have some time available. I'll just taxi the whole way there. You know? So so the Sunday, so remember, all right, the Sunday, I dedicated that to tr- being around and I put myself in my hands of my friend Jennifer who was a Londoner and I let her take me walk take me away. Monday to Thursday I stayed in Bloomsbury and I had a I was at a holiday inn. If you ever go ask for Ahmed and Lopez, they, they took very good care of me. Awesome. Gave me like a, like one of their own. We walked to work every day because it was so close. Uh, Friday morning, I visited Buckingham. I it was raining. I saw the changing of the guard. Nice. I did all that early in the morning because I knew I was flying out that day. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go back because Jennifer has more plans for me. Okay. But Monday to Thursday, I was working. So I would walk to the BMA house, work, and the BMA house is pretty much a castle where the British Medical Association lives and works and the journal has one side. I call it healthy Hogwarts. It <laughs> is. 
It's a castle. And it was beautiful. I love English architecture, but I walked everywhere and I was able to see architecture in London. I was able to breathe in the same air as opposed to just getting a ride there every day. Nice. I, when I was there last time, I didn't have an opportunity to do the London Eye. And I'm always told it's, it's really kind of fun. You should do it. It takes about 30 to 45 minutes to go around or something like that. Yeah, I, I just saw the eye. I didn't have time to sit on the eye. Okay, cool. And then, um, gosh, what else? Um, I was going to ask if there was anything. I also got confused to be a celebrity, but that's another story. Oh, uh, so, okay. The last time I was there, I did have a chance to, bo- to go to two very famous uh, shopping places downtown. I went to Harvey Nichols and I went to Harrods. Did you have an opportunity to go to either one of those? Because I know you're kind of the fashion icon. I stop it. I went to Selfridges, and funny you bring this up while I'm talking about the whole celebrity bit. In Oxford Circus, there's a store called Selfridges, which is similar to a Neiman Marcus, and that's where I was confused to be a celebrity. Harvey Nichols, I passed by, I walked inside. Cool. I have more to do from a social standpoint, which my friend Jennifer has planned for me whenever I go back. Mm-hmm. Oxford Circus is the one place I really got to shop in. The Nike store, uh, Carnaby, I'll get the name right. I'm probably butchering it. Street is where I, I also walk down and around. Okay. But um, I'm definitely into London fashion, especially being from in outside New York City. I'm very much into their fashion. It's very classic looking. And it's, it's got to touch the modern, but it's also kind of classic at the same time, which is kind of interesting. That's what I love about it. It's, it has the classic British-English look with a pair of Jordans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, now let's talk about the disembarkation process, your return back to the States. How was passport control? Did you have global entry or anything like that? Like, how, did, how, was, how was your return? So I have a global entry. Thanks to my mom being who she is. Getting through customs in Heathrow was fairly easy. I wanted to get to the airport two hours prior. I have lounge access and I live to experience lounges of different airports. Pretty much because I can get, I can drink all I want and go to sleep on the flight going home. So I got to experience that. Lounges were awesome, treated me well. I will say, if you're ever in Atlanta, uh, stop F. They have a lounge there because you could only, that's the only lounge to go to. That lounge, there are guys that are treating me so well. I just went there for a weekend was not international, but they accepted my card because I had one treating me so well. So shout out to the guys at Hearts at uh Hartsfield International Airport. But London, London Heathrow is a beautiful designed airport. Easy in, easy out. Eight hours going back, three uh three movies, got home. My mom and stepfather were at the airport and they drove me home. So that's awesome. So good for you. 
All right. So now we come to the part where we're probably we're, we're wrapping this up at this point. What are the takeaways from your trip to London? I mean, like what are the pros? Not necessarily what are cons, because I don't necessarily think of traveling as having major negatives apart from maybe what are some things that a first time visitor to London might or should have been aware of or, or that maybe you would like to have been aware of? And then maybe what are some cost savings or some best practices that you typically will use when you're traveling? One, I make sure I can use my card, credit, debit everywhere. That's the first thing. Two, I have no cons for London. Outside, I mean, the food is food, whatever. <laughs> weather is weather. I have no cons. I have no cons for London. I can tell you about cons for other places, but I have no cons for London. London is a place from a cultural standpoint, especially as a West Indian black man, I could live in London and be, and be fine. Excellent. And then uh, you, when you were planning this out, did you do you use like a travel um, aggregator site like kayak or anything like that? Or did you maybe look to mm-hmm. other sites or did you just go directly on the, I went, I went directly off of what friends told me, my friend Jennifer again, and open heart, open mind. Very cool. Awesome, man. Well, I would like to very much thank you very much for doing this interview. Um, I, as I said to all my listeners, I, I am extremely proud of you. I am just so enamored by all of your growth. I've gotten the chance to see you grow up. It's you're like you're, it's like having a son. It's so fantastic. Um, <laughs> I mean, unless you want to have a kid at 10, but. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying that I'm very, very, I'm very proud of you. Now, I know that you wanted to uh, plug a couple of sites that you had of some friends of yours, um, uh, both for Antigua and for Ibiza, as well as uh, Bali, correct? Correct. So as you had stated, I am now the world traveler. A lot of the places I went to, one of them was Ibiza. Americans say Ibiza, but the Europeans call it Ibiza. I got the chance to fly through Portugal and Barcelona to Ibiza. Thanks to my good friend Jeremy and his uh, company, Sky Residence. Through that same company, I'm going to Aruba in, in, in January and in Bali in May. Awesome. Awesome. He, he has everything set up down to events to do. When I was in Ibiza, we did a yacht around the island. I was able to to party at Ibiza is the party capital of the world. Absolutely. I was able to party at the Ocean Club, and their music is very very similar to one of New Jersey mm-hmm. with their house music culture. Ibiza is a if my Spanish was better, I could live at Ibiza. Their fashion is similar to mine, very fitted, very form form fitting for the slim guys out there or the gym uh attendees. Yeah. Right. If you attend the gym and you're slim, you can live in Ibiza. I will say Barcelona Barcelona was probably and I really have a good time. Oh, Porto, Portugal, mm-hmm. underrated. Yeah. Please go visit. Wine is amazing. As I said, heterosexual tall black man in Portugal. I was treated like one of their own. Probably because they thought I was from Cape Verde, but 
Funny that you mentioned that though. I actually have an interview coming up, I think in a couple of weeks with a friend of mine and him and his partner are actually moving from San Francisco to Porto. They're actually permanently moving there. Porto is awesome. It's beautiful. It's Northern Portugal. I had a 12 hour layover. I, I got a, a um, oh my God, what is that website? I had a tour guide. Uh, it escapes me. But I had one of those tour guides show me around. Was it like through Viador or something like that? No, it was it was through I forget the website. But they toured me through the I had an hour and a half tour. I had I had food and wine. Mm. It was awesome. I can get that back to you. They treated me wonderful. I actually had a Polish Portuguese person show me around Puerto. Wonderful. And us, please, please get us the information on that because I know. I really want to know. Who, I, for, I, I forget, but um, it was, and I'm looking at my phone now. <laughs> find what was that? Oh, with locals. With locals? With locals. Okay. Is that and, a- is that a tour site of some sort? That is a, I, if you ever get a chance with locals. <laughs> Thank you. That, I use them anytime I'm in a city that's unfamiliar with, I don't have any friends in, mm-hmm. but I want to tour the place with locals, treated me with locals.com, treated the person, I, for, I know, I think her name was Katarina, is with a K. She gave me a wonderful tour of Puerto because I didn't have any friends in Puerto, but I had 12 hours to kill. I'm going to go in town. I'm not going to sit in the airport. Makes sense. And I gave her a good review. I gave her an awesome review. She <laughs> well. I got to eat. I got to drink. I got to experience. And Puerto, for those that don't know, P-O-R-T-O. Amazing. Awesome city. It's where you get port wine from. Awesome city, treated me well. As I was saying before, Barcelona. Even though Barcelona is a well-known city, I have friends of mine that experienced racism. I have friends of mine that were pickpocketed. I had friends of mine that was discriminated against. And I'll tell one story. They went to some location and they made the girls buy t-shirts because their body, their, whatever they had on was too form fitting. Oh, because of the religious connotations there. That might've been it. Yeah. But as reported to me, there were other women that had the same type of clothes on that were let in. Hmm. Interesting. This is a very, that is, that is not, Cool. Yeah, I, I understand completely how. And, and most of my friends are African American, hip hop culture, uh, men and women who go to the gym every day. They are cosmopolitan, well educated people. So they understood what the situation was. I met up with them that night at a hookah, at a hookah lounge. And they all had clothes bought in Barcelona because they had to dress appropriately to get in certain places. 
I had friends that got pickpocketed by motorcyclists, which they had to go to consulates to get new um, passports. Yeah. Here's something I would I, I like to tell everybody. Take a picture and email yourself your passport in case things get taken from you. You have a picture of your passport in your email as well as your global cards. Absolutely. And I, would you mind coming back on uh, in the future in order to talk about those uh, trips to both Porto and over to Barcelona? I don't mind coming back on and I don't mind bringing on a fr- my friends who experienced Barcelona for the first time in the way they did. Because it's a story that you want to go into these trips with an open mind and their minds are closed. Yeah. Same thing happened in Madrid because I'm one who does group trips, as you can see with the websites I presented. Mm-hmm. Friends in Madrid have pictures of people black-faced making fun of African-American culture actual Afri- African and African-American culture yeah. or hip-hop culture, period, in the airport. But this is what we see in other countries. I have a friend of mine who could tell you about her time in Italy, and she's dark-skinned, dark African-American woman that was made fun of or ridiculed because she was dark-skinned. I think it's really important when we travel to understand the culture and the challenges that go along with it. Me being a a white male. Now, granted, I have a couple of challenges myself being like a gay white male, but also also at the same time, you know, um, being it's a Jewish. Not like you have a sign that says white gay male. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there are challenges that come along on both of our sides. I think it's really interesting to learn from your perspective because it's going to be something I think that my students are going to want to understand about, especially if they themselves are African-American and especially if they have had to deal with that level of discrimination before. Um, But just to reconfirm, when you were in London, you didn't experience anything like that really. Not at all. I've never, my time in London was flawless. I was even, it was to the point where a Londoner knew I was from the New York City area based upon how I presented myself and I was accepted even more. That's awesome. Well, Justin, I really want to thank you so much for being on my cast here, uh, being on my vlog and the podcast. Um, If anybody has any questions that they'd like to follow up with Justin about, you can, uh, you can send them right to me if you'd like uh, over at uh, Scott at theprofessortravel.com. Again, Justin, thank you so much. And for all my students, thank you so much for enjoying this podcast and make every single one of your travel journeys a memorable one. Bye for now. The Professor Travel is a broadcast from Orange County, California. A transcript of each podcast may be requested by contacting the Professor Travel at his website, theprofessortravel.com. For opportunities to work with the Professor Travel, feel free to contact Scott at theprofessortravel.com or contact us through YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook at The Professor Travel or Twitter at TheProfessorTR1. Make every day a great day to have a travel adventure.